Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I am joined today by the hardest working economist in Canada, Eric LaSalle, Chief Economist at RBC Global Asset Management. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Nice to be on again. Working hard this week, I know, because we had uh, a lot of economic news this week, perhaps the most important or, or the one that had an impact on investment markets. Uh, was the uh, the Federal Reserve meetings in the U.S. We've had some other central banks announcing things around the world, uh, but a lot of eyes on the Fed always. Uh, what did you take away from uh, from from the the Fed's uh, release, uh, and then the uh, what what uh, Chairman Powell had to say afterwards, and the impact that it's had on uh, on markets since? Right. Well, certainly the the focal point for markets really for a number of months now has certainly been COVID-19, but I would say identically or at the same time, it has also been inflation fears. Uh, It has been a focus on rising interest rates, bond yields, I suppose. Uh, And so, of course, the the Federal Reserve is responsible or at least cares greatly about those two final things, about inflation and interest rates. And so, yeah, we got this latest Fed decision and uh, really two, two, two different interpretations here. So the first one would be the Fed committed again to continue with its program of stimulus and its policy rate was left unchanged and a commitment to leave it unchanged for quite some time and a commitment to continue buying and printing money and buying treasuries and agency mortgage-backed securities at the same rate as before at a minimum. And so in that sense, no change. The Fed isn't actively withdrawing any kind of stimulus. However, simultaneously, the Fed did upgrade its economic outlook pretty notably. And so not a surprise, and I should say we've already upgraded ours, and we know why people are upgrading. In the U.S. context, you've got this big new fiscal stimulus coming. You have a a rapid rate of vaccination ongoing, all of these good things. And so the Fed upgraded its its 2021 growth forecast from 4.2 to 6.5. We're already in the sixes ourselves, by the way, Uh, downgraded the unemployment forecast, upgraded the inflation forecast as well. In fact, core inflation now expected to be 2.2% this year. It was previously thought to be 1.8. And so they've done a lot of economic upgrading, but ultimately not to the point of of thinking they need to remove stimulus, which is is one of the things at least that markets should be be caring about. All that Fed stimulus has been been so helpful uh, over, over the last year or so. Interestingly, you could say maybe the risks are tilting that they could change something in the future. So, for instance, uh, there are now so of the 18 participants in the Fed meeting, uh, four now think rate hikes could start in 2022. So four out of 18, a distinct minority, but nevertheless not zero any longer. Uh, you've got a total of seven thinking rate hikes might be appropriate. So another three thinking rate hikes might be appropriate in 2023. And so you know, you're still in a position which 11 out of 18 of the Fed participants think no rate hikes till 2024. That's long been the story. But you know, there are scenarios in which the rates might go up a little bit sooner. I should say the market assumes they go up somewhat sooner. We assume they go up somewhat sooner. Uh, but keep in mind equally that the market after the global financial crisis repeats repeatedly bet on rate hikes prematurely and didn't get them. And so uh, in, in the end was proven wrong repeatedly and yields had to retreat back down. And that could yet be a, a, an important theme here. Certainly the increase in bond yields has been quite significant. Uh, you know, undeniably, there is some reasonable foundation to them. The economic outlook has improved and some Fed participants are talking about rate hikes in the not too, too distant future as much as, as most aren't. Inflation probably does go up somewhat. In fact, it will go up quite a bit in the next few months and then retreat, we think. But nevertheless, will be somewhat higher over the next few years. And so there's some legitimacy to it. I would still say it feels to me like the, the bond yield move is a, is a little aggressive just in the context of of where we are, which is still a pandemic, still with high unemployment rates. And you look at past taper tantrums when the bond market 
panicked uh, that central banks were about to start tightening or, or tightening too much. And gee, those experiences did send yields higher, but quite notably, shortly thereafter, yields retreated most of the way back to where they had started. And so this was the case in 2013 when then-Fed Chair Ben Bernanke uh, was talking about perhaps beginning to remove some of the stimulus concern markets, and they eventually pulled that back. And then in late 2015, when the Fed started hiking rates, there was also an expression of concern in the bond market. And in the end, yields actually ended up falling over the next year. So I wouldn't say it's obvious here, even as we get closer to a rate hike that it might be a, a, you know, two years away. Uh, I don't think it's obvious to me that yields have to rise steadily toward that. They've already done a, a lot of, of, of heavy work already. And, and we were we were we were talking uh, just 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 before we started recording about uh, some of the some of the new lockdowns in in Europe. Uh, you know, Paris lockdown for for another month. Potential for for Germany to to enforce some lockdowns and and you know some some spots in Canada seeing a, a slight increase in. Uh, in, in in cases as well, if if we if we look at the Bank of Canada uh, and the way they're responding, uh, do, do you think you see any kind of deviation uh, in in terms of their policy away from what's going on in the U.S. or how does how does the Bank of Canada play through this? I still think the Bank of Canada is on a, a pretty similar trajectory to the U.S., which is certainly no hikes this year and conceivably you could get both central banks tightening a little bit toward the end of next year. That, that, that is on my radar screen. I think that would frankly be, be reasonable given the economic outlook that, that we've got. But you know, gradually, cautiously, uh, to, with a neutral rate being really quite low, I'm not convinced neutral rates are higher than about 2%. And so even if central banks are tightening, they're not tightening to five or even to three or four, it might be to two over the span of many years. Uh, and so I think the Bank of Canada is on a similar trajectory. You know, the Canadian economy is lagging a little bit, but equally Canada isn't targeting inflation a bit above 2%. So the Fed might tolerate a little bit more. So I think in the end, they should have a fairly similar trajectory. And, and, and the most recent Bank of Canada meeting suggested no great urgency uh, moving here either. Uh, and to your comment on, on the infection numbers rising a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I am budgeting right now for another wave, unfortunately, in a, in a lot of countries. I don't think it will be as problematic as earlier waves from a fatality or a hospitalization perspective because people are being vaccinated. The most vulnerable people are being vaccinated. I think that's that's quite important. Uh, nevertheless, you know the variants are clearly spreading. They now represent, I think, it's slightly over half of Ontario cases. It's not too, too shy of that uh, when we look across Canada. Uh, and indeed, even in the US, it's, it's a similar story. And we can see the numbers rising in Canada, in Europe, in Japan. A lot of places are now grappling with this. And indeed, as you said, some are locking down a bit. I guess if it's any consolation, I would say this, uh, you know, the second wave, aka the wave that took place last fall into early January, uh, we saw lockdowns then as well. They did not do that much economic damage, you know, far less damage than the first wave in the spring of, of 2020. Uh, and actually, for instance, the Canadian economy never actually shrank uh, during that second wave. It grew less quickly than it would have, but it never actually shrank. And so as I look ahead and think, well, you know, there's a scenario here in which we see at least a, a moderate further lockdown over the next month or two. Uh, I would say I'm not convinced it stops the, the economy from growing. It'll recover a bit less quickly, but it doesn't stop it from growing. And that's the kind of thing that central banks are thinking about. They don't just have a base case scenario of a happy recovery here. They recognize there are a few other ways this can go. They've been burned in the past by tightening rates prematurely. And so I think they're going to keep a, a lot of stimulus on the table, certainly for 2021 and really for the great majority. 
majority of, of 2022 as well. And so, again, the bond yield increase, not unreasonable as the economy recovers and as certain good things happen and as, as inflation uh, seemingly is set to rise. Uh, but it's, this, this shouldn't be a, a quick path back to the 3% tenure yields that prevailed before the pandemic struck. I, I don't think so. I think that's quite some distance off. And, uh, and, and you've done some terrific work on this uh, over the last year, which, uh, which is available on the RBC Global Asset Management website. You're also fairly active on social media. And, and that's where people can go and just see the volumes of work that make you the hardest working economist in Canada uh, that you've produced over the last year. So, Eric, thanks, uh, thanks for joining us again and putting that uh, what's, what's going on. Uh, particularly in this interest rate environment in, uh, in great perspective. Uh, hopefully we'll connect soon. Thanks so much.